Welcome back to Twigs on the Rocks, Episode 3. I'm Leo Blodner. This is Abe Lovich. Today, we'll be talking about the NHL awards, the ones that have already come out, and our predictions for them, the new NHL playoff format, and what the NHL's plan is to reopen. So, there were four awards already that have already been claimed. So, the Rocket Richard Trophy, which is the most goals in the regular season. Then, the Art Ross Trophy is a player with the most points in the regular season. Then there's the William Jennings Trophy, which is the best goalie duo with the fewest goals allowed in the regular season. And then the President's Trophy, which is, of course, the team with the highest amount of points in the regular season. For the Rocket Richard Trophy, David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins and Alex Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals tied for the first place with 48 goals each. Then Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs had 47 goals just coming in third and Leon Dreisaitl with 43 points coming in fourth. For the Art Ross Trophy, which is with, for the most points, Leon Dreisaitl had 110 points, winning the Art Ross Trophy. Connor McDavid, his teammate, did 97 points, coming in second. And then for third place, there was a tie between David Pasnak and Artemi Panarin, and they both had 95 points. For the William Jennings Trophy, Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak of the Boston Bruins had a 2.39 goals allowed average and making them the best goalie duo in this league. For the President's Trophy, in third place was a tie between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning with 92 points. In second place, the St. Louis Blues had 94 points. And in first place, the Boston Bruins had 100 points, taking the President's Trophy for winning. Yeah, I think going into the season, the favorite for the President's Trophy was most likely going to be the Lightning. Pretty surprising, though. Like, the Bruins were always going to be a good team, but pretty surprising to see them win the President's Trophy, especially after their long playoff run and they, they might have been tired going into next year. The, play, the Stanley Cup final, like, the, the fatigue it might have on them after making it to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Austin, Ovi. Yeah, definitely two of the best goal scorers in the league. Definitely expected for them to finish in the top two or for them tied for first for the Rocket Richard. Dry side, although, not going into the season, no one or a few people expected Dry Sidle to win, especially because he doesn't even play on the first line. Or he does sometimes, but most of the time him and McDavid don't even play on the same line. So it's crazy to think how he won by 13 points. Over and, teammate. Right? Yeah, over uh, – not only arguably the best player in the world right now, but also someone who plays in the first line. Yeah. William Jennings Trophy, Tuka Rask, Yaroslav Halak. Could have been expected, you know. Uh, Tuka Rask definitely had a Vesna caliber season this season. And Halak, um, he's always been very consistent and – I think, in my opinion, definitely the best goalie tandem in the league. Right. Yeah, but for there were also plenty of awards that have not been given out yet, like the Vezina Trophy, which is the best goalie, not the goalie duo, but the best individual goalie, and the Lady Bing Award, which is for player sportsmanship. Then there's for the GM of the Year, which hopefully that will be a good award. And then the Jack Adams, which is for the coach, the Selkie Trophy, which is for the best defensive forward. The Calder Trophy, which is the Rookie of the Year. The Norris Trophy, which is the best def- 
which is the best defenseman, the Ted Lindsay Trophy, which is the best player voted on by the players, and obviously we have the heart, the like for the best season, the heart trophy. Personally, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Like you said, Drysaddle is one of the best players in the world right now. I think he will. He has. He had a great season, and I think he is probably the favorite for the heart right now. Like that's my opinion. Yeah. But gotta go with Drysaddle here. I mean, he played extremely well all season. He, like, he doesn't even play with top tier caliber players all the time. He does play with McDavid a good amount of time, but a lot of the time he doesn't. So I think Drysaddle taking on that role as the second star in that team definitely is going to win him the heart. Right, and I think maybe runner-up for the heart could be our Teddy Panarin, who had an amazing season coming onto the Rangers, really making them all a better team in the whole, really contributing to his teammates. Yeah, and I think if the Rangers didn't have Panarin, they definitely would not be in a playoff spot right now. I think he really carried them into the playoffs. Really definitely. great season push for them. Right. Yeah, so I agree with you there with the heart. Ted Lindsay, best player, voted by the players. Got to go with McDavid, best overall. Fastest right now, right? He has all he has great skill set. There's a reason he was picked number one in the draft, and there's a reason he's the Ted Lindsay Award winner. Yeah. Well, I might argue for Sidney Crosby to have some some way in this, even though he was injured for most of the season. Coming off of his injury, he had he had amazing games, and if he was and if he was healthy for the whole season, he would be up there with everyone else in the race for all the other trophies. But because of his injury, it set him behind. But I think if he wasn't, he would have a very good chance of winning the Lindsay Award. Yeah. Yeah, I could see where you're coming from. I could go really with McDavid or Crosby. I just think McDavid edges out Crosby just because of, like, how productive he's been recently. Right. And for the Norris Trophy, though, I would say John Carlson. He was an amazing player for fantasy hockey. But I think he definitely deserves the Norris Trophy this year for what he's done. He has been explosive on the ice this whole season. He's yeah. never really had a bad time. Yeah, also got to go with John Carlson here. Led the way with defensemen with 75 points, which is insane. Um, yeah. He had a ton of goals, ton of assists. He also played very well defensively. He, uh, he, so he played a very well all-around game, not only on the offense. And, yeah, I think you got to go John Carlson for the Norris here. Yeah, that, really, that, like, I, you can argue Roman Yossi, but John Carlson, I think, in my opinion, is a huge favorite. Yeah, that's a good point. But the Calder Trophy might be a little bit more of a race than these past awards, in my opinion, because there has been, there's been a few good rookies like Kel McCarr, Quinn Hughes, and there's been plenty of them, but – I would personally argue Kale McCarr has been – he's been shining on the Avs, really helping them, like, become a better team in general, even though he's just a rookie. And I feel like he really has what it, like, takes to win this trophy and yeah. help them, like, exceed, succeed in the playoffs too. Yeah, I got to disagree with you there. Um, got to go with Quinn Hughes. Kale McCarr earlier in the season was the favorite. He played very well offensively. He played okay defensively, but Quinn Hughes, he has such a bigger role on defense. Um, he's kind of like Charlie McAvoy. He doesn't score a lot, like, all the time. He does score very often. He had a great season offensively, but defensively, with all the advanced stats and all, like, just the defensive um, presence he had 
and the responsibility, I think you got to go with Quinn Hughes here over Kale McCarr. But you can make an argument for both, and you really can't That's go wrong. With one. Even though Kale McCarr had 50 points in 57 games of the games that he played, including 19 on the power play and four game-winning goals with a, with a plus 12 rating, which I think that puts him above Quinn Hughes. And I really feel like later in the playoffs, I think Quinn Hughes would have more of an effect on his team with the Canucks. But I think Makar is going to win the Calder. Yeah, even though Hughes had less points and more games played, I think we got to go. Oh, wait, sorry. He had more points, but in more games played. Right. He had three more points, but in another 11 games played. So the points per game average is lower but I mean with all like he just played so much better defensively than McCarr and I think you just got to go with Hughes here so yeah Selkie best defensive forward this year got to go with Kachiria for with Kachiria I would argue like the constant Selkie nominee Patrice Bergeron he has been one of the best defensive forwards ever and he has shined on many moments. And I think he probably is better than Couturier, even though Couturier has helped the Flyers become one of the of a top team in the league, really rising throughout the season. I think Bergeron is going to narrowly edge him out for the winning. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong here. You can go Couturier, O'Reilly, Bergeron. But oh, great it's, it's always close. Kopitar, like, it's always close. You can name all these players. It's always close. Um, you just got to go. I think I'm going to go with Couturier this year. So. Yeah, I would have to respectfully di- disagree. And I guess we won't really know until the awards come out. Yep. Jack Adams Award, Coach of the Year. Yeah. Going to go with Bruce Cassidy. Bruce you know. Cassidy has led the Boston Bruins to the President's Trophy, which made him very good. But he, I agree with you that he will win. But I don't. I think it's going to be very close like John Tortella or Jared ben, Bednar, Bednar of the Avalanche and Tortella of the Columbus Blue Jackets, they've both really shined with – they have a much less talented ro- roster than the Bruins, and they and I think they really have a chance of winning it, even though I would agree with you, Cassidy is just better overall and would probably take it home. I mean, I think the Jared Bednar, the Avalanche, I think the reason why – he's up there is because well obviously he coached his team he's very like he he coaches team very well the avalanche are still a very good team though but so are the bruins so that's I true think, or yeah maybe you could even go with tortorella um sure yeah maybe like but i'm gonna go with bruce cassidy here most agree with you there even though the bruins are very good last year they still had to play in a very tough Atlantic Division with Tampa Bay, Toronto, Florida, Montreal. So I'm going to go with Bruce Cassidy. They won a ton of tight games. They won a huge point streak. So that's why my pick is Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah. And the end of the year, got to go with Ken Holland here. He traded down. a horrible Lucic contract, got James Neal out of it. James Neal has been productive. The Oilers are in a playoff spot this season. Yeah. Off the player, um, Dreisaitl. He's been bringing in the talent. Yeah. And I 100% uh, agree with you, and I don't think it's going to be very close. 
And also how he signed Darnell Nurse and acquiring Mike Green, really, I think. Yeah, he traded for Athanasiu at the deadline. Right, yeah. Tyler Ennis, I think. Just those great moves there. Try and get him over. Try and be the better team in Alberta. Try and be one of the best teams in the league. I think he really boosted the talent level here and got help behind McDavid and Drysdale. Yeah, if he stays for much longer, making all the right plays and keep doing what he's doing, the Oilers will be cup favorites for years to come. Yeah. yeah. Lady Bing. Lady Bing. Got to go with McKinnon here. I mean, on top of him having a great season and him being one of the top five players in the league, he also has – he's very – he also has a lot of sportsmanship, and he's just very nice overall. Got to go with McKinnon here. I mean, you can make an argument for Matthews and for other players, but got to go with McKinnon. I agree with you there. Not much argument. And, like, also how – he came in fifth for the Art Ross Trophy, I believe, making him, once again, adding on how he's a great player, but he's going to win the Lady Bang. Like, it's not. I'm very – I would bet a lot of it on the Lady Bang Trophy. But the Vezina Trophy, I think it's going to be inter- interesting. I think it's going to be neck and neck between Tuka Rask and Kahler Hellebjörk. But I think Rask is going to win it. He's had an amazing season, and I think he's really going to – Shine. I got to go with Hellebuck here. I mean, Rask has had better numbers, but he's also played 17 less games than Hellebuck. And especially um, for the Bruins, the Bruins defensively are very good. And the Jets are also pretty good, but they also lost some of their big defensive pieces before the season, like Buffalo and Truba. Good point. Good point. But I would also like to add Hellebuck's really kept them in there. Right. Uh, he's been their defensive rock. Gotta go with Hellebuck here. He is the defense for the Winnipeg Jets, but since the Bruins are a better team and Tuukka Rask has made them that better team, I would argue also he's, he's had some amazing saves. Personally, I think he should, he should win the save of the year for the Fan Choice Awards, but we'll see. We'll talk about that in a later episode. Yeah. But I think he's going to win it. He's been consistently great, and I think he just really – he has the better stats. Yeah, that save against Buffalo was insane. He was down and out. Rodriguez had a shot at the open goal, and he just sprawled out, got it with the inside of the blockers. Insane. Yeah, it was amazing. And and he's first in goals average allowed and set, tied for second in, in shootouts, even though Hellebuck is the leader at six. It for sh- yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he had four shutouts. Hellebuck had six. And the goals against average, Rask was number one. Yeah. Got to go with Hellebuck here. Just because no played, about it not being a lot of the load was taken off Rask, too, because he played a lot less games because Halak was in there, too. That's a very good point. That is a very good point. I think it's going to be extremely close, but I just ha- have to go with Tuca. Mm-hmm. Okay. New playoff format. Each team will be reseeded. I think that's very interesting. Um, For example, like what we said in episode one, we are talking about how like you'd rather be the two seed to play either the the Rangers or the Hurricanes, which I think are both worse than true. I'd much rather play that than Pittsburgh or Montreal. Even though I'd much rather play Montreal, but Pittsburgh's going to beat Montreal at the qualifying round. So, as we've discussed in a previous episode, check out episode one if you want to learn more. 
Yeah. Um, I think this is good. It's not going to be bracketed, reseeded. Um, I'm pretty sure they do this in the WNBA playoffs, but huh? Very interesting. Yeah, there, it could work here yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, some teams have been practicing in small numbers while still social distancing. And July 10th is when the NHL said training camp is going to open, which is very soon. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. It's in a month from now. Um, so that probably means they're gonna have like three to four weeks to practice and then playoff time is gonna come. Very exciting times. Right, by August and but whoever really has the longest playoff run, both teams who go to the finals in the playoffs this year will, in my opinion, do terrible in the, in next year's regular season as there's not going to be a lot of time in between the regular season and the playoffs. And they won't have time to, like, to get better, and I don't think they're going, to ha- they're going to be terrible in the beginning of the season. Yeah, think. especially because they're trying to play 82 games in such a condensed season. I think that's also why the Bruins uh, brought back Halak over trying to bring back Tory Krug right now because of how important the starter and the backup goalie is going to be because they're pretty much going to have to split games because of how close each game is going to be from each other. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I just have to say I'm so excited for the NHL to get back on, and I'm sure every single player is itching to get back on the ice. Yeah. In other news, Jack Eichel is reported to be very frustrated with the Buffalo Sabres, and they might be looking to trade him, but I think it's unlikely personally. People, teams are going to have to give up too much, and he just has a very big contract. I don't think it's going to. Yeah, and I heard rumors that they that he's requesting a trade with Buffalo, but to New Jersey, but maybe, but according well, not to New Buffalo. Jersey, it's just been reported that he could go there because of Hughes or Heeshear. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for listening to our to episode three of Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blonder, and thank you so much for coming. And check out all our previous episodes. And see you guys soon.